Hey everyone, Dave Hagen here. They're back, but they're also getting what they deserve. That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hey, thanks, Nick. Several months ago, we listened to a fake voice message from the IRS asking that we send them some money. You might recall that we had talked about places where this kind of stuff could be reported to the authorities. I also asked our listeners to send us any message that they got just for kicks. Well, a listener, someone who actually works in my office, got one, and we decided to have some fun. Listen to this. Your family, we had tried to notify you regarding these issues in previous six months, but we had never got response from you. So... It has been considered as an intentional fraud and lawsuit has been filed under your name by the United States government. You may call our department number on to 60-602-7620. I repeat it's to 60-602-7620. Thank you. Now, what can we glean from this? Uh, First of all, they're back to computer-generated voices. Second of all, they're not very literate. I mean, listen to the grammar and the language on this thing. Listen to the the, the quality of what's what's playing, uh, coming from a computer, I guess. Uh, This one's even hard to be fooled by, frankly. But they must be making money because they're still doing it. So... This person in the office brought this down the hall, we played it, and we decided to have a little fun at their expense. So we called uh, some people in the office to listen. People gathered around the phone. We put it on, uh, you know, speakerphone just for cheap entertainment. We needed a break. It had been a long afternoon. So I called. I get a hold of somebody, identified myself. Yeah, my name. I gave my name. Probably not the smartest thing to do. But uh, obviously it was a boiler room. There was a lot of background noise, and some guy with a thick accent gets on the line, and I asked his name, and he wouldn't give me his name. And he wanted me to check the number. He said, I think maybe you have the law or the wrong number. So we, we verified the numbers back and forth, and, and then I said, who am I talking to? I, I got this message, and I'm, I'm going to be arrested. My family's done all this stuff, and he wouldn't give me the, the name of the company. I kept pressing it further. And finally, he said, well, you're talking to option B. And I said, well, what's, what's option B? And he said, well, it's option B. It's the other option. I said, what do we need to do? I don't want to have these calls anymore. And I'm, I'm worried and I'm scared. So I decided to push it a little further. I offered to send him some money to stop the lawsuit that he was talking about that had been filed by the U.S. government. Now, the office was really digging this because the poor schmuck was probably starting to understand that he was uh, not in the usual phone call and that he maybe grabbed a, a, ti- a tiger by the tail. Everyone was trying to suppress their laugh or, or hanging out around the corner so he, they couldn't hear it on the phone. Then I decided to go for the death blow. 
I told him that I didn't think this was right and that I used to work with the U.S. Department of Justice, which is true, by the way. I told him that I was gathering information to potentially make a report. Click. <laughs> Click. That was it. That's the last time we heard from this fella at option B. Now, it was a great break for our office, and it was an opportunity to learn, and certainly we had some fun. We talked about it the whole afternoon. But, um, you know, it's still happening. Despite the fact that it's still happening, guess what? The government got some of these guys, finally. Last week in a press release, the U.S. Department of Justice announced that 21 members of a massive India-based fraud and money laundering conspiracy that defrauded thousands of U.S. residents for hundreds of millions of dollars were sentenced to terms of up to 20 years. In the press release right here, the U.S. Attorney General was quoted as saying, the stiff sentences imposed this week represent the culmination of the first ever large-scale multi-jurisdiction prosecution targeting the India call center industry. This case represents one of the most significant victories to date of our continuing efforts to combat elder fraud and the victimization of the most vulnerable members of the U.S. public. The transnational criminal ring of fraudsters and money launderers who conspired to bilk older Americans, legal immigrants, and many others out of their life savings through lies, threats, and financial schemes must recognize that all resources of the department's disposal will be deployed to shut down these telefraud schemes, put those responsible in jail, and bring a measure of justice to the victims. U.S. Attorney Ryan Patrick said this type of fraud is sickening. However, after years of investigation and incredible hard work by multiple agents and attorneys, these con artists are finally headed to prison. Their cruel tactics preyed on some very vulnerable people, thereby stealing millions from them. The release went on to say, Today's sentences should serve as a strong deterrent to anyone considering taking part in similar scams, and I hope they provide a sense of justice to the victims as well. There is no safe haven from U.S. law enforcement. HSI will continue to utilize our unique investigative mandate in conjunction with our local, state, and federal partners to attack and dismantle the criminal enterprise who would seek to manipulate U.S. institutions and taxpayers. The sentences imposed by these defendants validate our efforts to bring just to justice scammers who defraud taxpayers by impersonating employees of the Internal Revenue Service. If any taxpayer believes they or someone they know is a victim of an IRS impersonation scam, they should report it to TIGTA at www.tigta.gov or by calling 1-800-366-4484. Wow. Now, obviously, there's a lot of puffing going on here but it's mostly good. There are several takeaways from the press conference and my call. First, the government is doing something about this, even on a limited scale, with a limited budget, and with so many other problems that they need to deal with. But something is happening. Significant resources were devoted to this. Second, maybe with some more publicity about this type of enforcement, these calls may become less frequent. And third, you can have some fun with these people. Never give out your name or any information about yourself and never misrepresent anything. 
but you can have some fun, see what information you can gather, and make a report if you have the time. Wow, I can hardly wait for my next call. This is Dave Hagen, and you're listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on the road to financial success. If you'd like Dave to answer any of your questions, email them to dave at davidrhagen.com. If you like the podcast, you can subscribe to the podcast by hitting the subscribe button in your app. You will automatically get a reminder each time Dave uploads a new episode. Or you can use the app to share this episode with your friends and family. Let's listen in now as Dave answers some emails. All right, let's get to some written emails. Brian, what do you got for me? Well, this is uh, from Ralph, and he writes, Dave, I hear from the podcast that you're a big fan of mutual funds. Do you hold any individual stocks? If so, what's your largest holding? Well, Ralph, um, any stocks that I hold, kind of kind of a personal thing, but I'll tell you what. I am a big fan of mutual funds, and I, I do hold a little bit of stocks. Um, you know, one of my favorite stocks um, that I've had for a long, long time is Apple. I was, uh, when the, the little silver iPad came, or iPod came out, I thought that was the coolest thing, and I just read uh, Peter Lynch's book about um, going to the mall and seeing what stores were busy and buying stock in that company, and um, I went out and bought some stock, and I've held on to it ever since. It's, you know, been very kind to us over the years, but uh, I, don't, I don't recommend people hang on to too many stocks. I really, if you can have a couple stocks, a couple flyers that you... Um, don't have a lot of money in, not a, not a bad idea, but the majority of your money, you put it in a mutual fund. Yeah, you're going to pay a load. You're going to pay a, you know, some, uh, some manager to manage that and look, um, and you can look over their shoulder. But I think it gives you a little um, extra feeling of comfort, another layer of defense uh, against things potentially going so bad. But uh, a little bit of Apple stock has not been a bad thing. What else you got, Brian? Well, Dave, we got actually a comment, and this is from Dan, and Dan wrote in saying, Dave, just wanted to share something my wife and I came up with. Clear piggy banks. Since the kids can see the money, it's more impactful on a day-to-day basis for them. Just thought you might like to share this with your listeners. Interesting stuff. Clear piggy banks. What do you think about that, Brian? No, I think it makes a lot of sense. On a day-in, day-out basis, you know, the kids can see the money is there and it's not just uh, you know uh, uh, another toy that's sitting on a bookcase or something and I'm guessing they're probably you know doing it as a family if they're you know Dan and his wife are financially responsible and they're teaching their kids to be financially responsible they're probably put you know taking a little time putting a little money in the jar or the piggy bank together and I think that's a really cool idea yeah, yeah. Although, you know, I, I think if the if the kid is a, a saver by nature, the clear piggy bank is going to be a golden idea because they'll want to put more money in there so they can see it and it can get full and they can't get the bills in there and all that kind of stuff. But what if what if the kid's a spender like me? <laughs> you know, I see a bunch of money in my piggy bank and I'm going, mm, I'm going to the mall. I want to spend that. I'm going shopping. I need a new something, a new attachment on my cell phone or something. So... I think it. Um, um, I think it depends upon the, you know, just the wiring of of the kid. But what I really like about this is Dan and his wife's thoughtfulness in terms of thinking about teaching their kids these kinds of 
um, value lessons, these kinds of, or, or giving them object lessons, because I think that that's, uh, that's important. We certainly don't get that in school. Um, I don't even know if that's within school's purview per se, but these are important lessons that kids need to learn, that it's important to have some savings, that it's important to have some money that will grow, important to have some money to fall back on, important to uh, have something to uh, save up for, if you will. I wonder if there's a connection between that phrase, um, glasses half full. Yeah. Okay. So if... Full is better yeah. than empty. Then if they want to actually go spend something, now they're going to look at their piggy bank going, it used to be up here. Now it's down to here mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of what I just purchased. Yeah, no, so true. So true. I remember when I was a kid, I wanted to get, um, it was some roller skates. All the kids in the block had roller skates. And, um, uh, you know, I kind of wish my parents had made me save up for the the $21 for the roller skates. Instead, my parents let me use the 21 pure silver dollars that my grandmother had given me to buy roller skates, which are now way in a landfill somewhere. And I really wish I had those 21 pure (laughs) silver uh, dollars. So um, yeah, I mean, these are are lessons that kids need to learn and and think about. And, And for the piggy bank to be less full if they spend some of that that's a good uh, that's a good object lesson so dan uh, thanks for sending that in that's a great idea we appreciate the thought and um stay with it with those kids bring those kiddos up and and make sure that they're going to be successful in their life thank you thank you thank you all right brian you got another one i do and i think you're gonna like this one this is from chris and he writes hey dave what's in your wallet that's it. That's the entire email. <laughs> What's his name? This is from Chris. 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 Uh, I'll tell you, not enough cash, dude. Not enough cash. Isn't that a motto for one of the credit cards? What's yeah, in your it's, wallet? Uh, is that Capital One? or One of those. I don't know. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess if, if the question is uh, what credit card, I mean... The answer is, I, I, I don't know. It's a red one <laughs> with a magnetic strip and a chip and uh, uh, gets kind of worn out from coming in and out of the pocket. And uh, uh, that's what's in my wallet. I, I think it's, a, I don't know, B of A card, B of A Visa card, something like that. Um, I find that we really don't pay much attention to that. Uh, as long as it, you know, it works, we really don't care so much. We really should care. We really should think about it a little more. Um, but you know, Brian, I've been thinking about that black card <laughs> with, uh, it's heavy. Ooh. It's got 41 patents. It's, it's shiny. It, it's shiny. It's metal. It goes clink when you pay for stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's what's in my wallet. All right. Last one, Brian. One more. We got one more here. And, uh, this one's we've never gotten an email quite like this before. Um, it reads, uh, dear Dave. I just don't get it. You only live once, so why should I do without? I don't mind living on the very edge financially. It keeps me motivated. Is there anything I can do to convince you that you're wrong? <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> I've lived I'm guessing six... he didn't listen to the podcast after the first time. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't listen to the podcast too much. But you know what? Uh, it, it takes all types, and so... Uh, I, I think that's great. Challenge me on some of these issues. And that's something that's uh, interesting to talk about. 
Yeah, yeah, only live once, and but why should you do without? Well, because you, you, you want to live comfortably longer. Um, if you want to live on the edge financially, I think that's great. I'm not here to tell other people what to do with their life, but you live on the edge, chances are you're going to fall off and be prepared for, be prepared for that fall. Um, if the only thing that keeps you from uh, motivated is, you know, the fear of falling off that high wire, well, okay, I guess that's fine. But the kinds of things that we're talking about here in the financial podcast are not radical things. They're not dramatically different things. They're not complicated. They're, they're like uh, old maxims. They're like common sense. We're just presenting them in a slightly different way that's more relevant to people in society now. So, um, yeah, if you want to live on the fast lane, I think that's great. Um, you know, I'd be happy to have you as a client in my bankruptcy practice somewhere down the line, <laughs> and you'll pay me some money to, to clean up the mess all over the ground. But Or one of your friends will. Yeah, or one of your friends will. But and, and that's okay. I mean, you don't have to follow the kinds of things that, or believe in the kinds of things, or understand the kinds of things that we're talking about. But we think that by and large, most people are going to want to, and that most people will feel that uh, their lives have been enriched by the kinds of things that we're, that we're talking about. Well, so there you have it. Stay tuned. Next time, next week, we're going to talk about cutting the cord. So be with us next week. This is Dave Hagan, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on the road to financial success. If you'd like Dave to answer any of your questions, email them to dave at davidrhagan.com. Until next week, this is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.